Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porras, Doctor of Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst at FantasyPoints.com. Thanks for tuning in. Got some housekeeping for you today. Now, as I mentioned last month, I said that I was, I was going to give away free injury assessments for anybody who left a screenshot of a five-star review they left for the podcast. It just so happens that my boy um, at ZKantsFF on Twitter, um, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'll be it'll it's, it, the, the the attempt to pronounce it will be more disrespectful than than me pronouncing it incorrectly. I promise. Um, but my boy at ZKantsFF on Twitter took a screenshot of a five star review that he left for the podcast, and it was very very kind of him. And I put him in the drawing just like everybody else was in the drawing. Anybody else who did the same thing, and he won. So he's going to get a free injury assessment. Thanks so much for the five-star review. Um, I let him know he was stoked about it. And you can win a free injury assessment too. I know it might not seem like a lot, but if you're in a, especially if you're in a sharp league, it can be the difference between first place and third place, in my opinion, of course. So that's the housekeeping. Shout out to at ZKantsFF. Please keep leaving those five-star reviews. Believe it or not, those really do help. If I've ever helped you in any way, if I've ever entertained you in any way, if I've ever put out a piece of content that you've really appreciated, um, I would really, really appreciate your support um, with that five-star review. You don't even have to actually leave a review. It can be just a rating. A five-star rating helps a ton. So thanks for that. Now, for the rest of the podcast, today we're going to get into some news, right? Finally got some training camp action going on. We're going to talk about Carryon Johnson, uh, Kenyon Drake, Mike Williams, Miles Sanders, Will Fuller, and why I'm not as serious after I read some mean tweets from my Derek Carr, Devontae Adams debacle. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. So we have a ton of reports coming out of the Detroit Lions training camp about Carrion Johnson, a dude who has underachieved to say the least. I mean, he's had his flashes. He's been good. Um, he's definitely talented. There's not nothing taken, nothing we can take away from him in that aspect. But now there are reports on Twitter and everywhere else on the internets that Carrion Johnson is is basically doesn't go anywhere without his knee brace. And it's a big knee brace. I mean, it's a big ass knee brace on his knee. Um, I don't know how he even runs with it, honestly. Um, the thing about knee braces is that they don't do anything to reduce injury, to uh, take away injury risk, mitigate injury risk in any way, shape or form. There's a, a systematic review done. I think it was like in the nineties that essentially stated some studies actually found a system. Uh, sorry, let me back up a systematic review is basically a review and a summary of all the evidence available today on that topic. And there were actually some studies that found a correlation with increased injury risk when it comes to wearing braces. Now, that's probably like some statistical chance. There's probably something to do with the fact that these people uh, are already hurt. The people who are wearing braces, the players who wear braces are already injured. So that's likely an anomaly, but at the very least you can say, there's no evidence to show knee braces or braces in general prevent any type of injury. What it does provide 
is a sense of comfort. And if you noticed, according to uh, our friend, friend of the show, Stephanie McCarroll, at SoCaliSteph on Twitter, Jimmy Garoppolo recently ditched his brace from his ACL surgery. What braces do is provide confidence. They provide a sense of safety, a sense of stability. Uh, It makes the players comfortable, and it helps them to deal with the psychology of having a, a past or or recent injury. And obviously carry on Johnson, who then went on to say, yeah, man, I'm one with the brace. The brace is one with me. Um, it was very strange the way that carry on Johnson talks about his brace. It's almost like he's, it's almost like uh, it's his security blanket. Like it's kind of strange uh, the way he talks about it, but it's just, it was, it was odd. And then he came out this week and he talked about how his hips don't move like DeAndre Swift's and his knees don't move like DeAndre Swift's. It was just a weird thing to say. Here's a direct quote. I can't learn anything from Swift because the way Swift's knees bend and hips work, I can't do any of that, Johnson said. So when he comes up and does a little shaky dake thing, whatever, I can't do that. So I just say, good job. It's just a weird thing to say. And carry on has come out late, like in the past and said things that go pretty counter to what a lot of top athletes, lead athletes in this position say. He's come out and admitted that he's not a workhorse in the past. He's saying that he's one with his knee brace. And now he's saying that his knees and hips don't bend like Swift's knees and hips. I get it. You can interpret that in a lot of different ways. I interpret that altogether collectively as a dude who's just not confident in his knee and not confident in his ability to do what he needs to do as a running back and, and be featured. Like, I don't necessarily like the arrogant cockiness of some, you know, some some players, I guess, personality. But, I mean, I want to see more of that from carry-on, right? I want to see more of that from carry-on, Johnson. We're getting the opposite. We're getting him being dependent on the brace. We're getting him... Uh, talking about how he's one with the brace. We're getting him to say that his hips and knees don't move like his teammates. Okay, great. That's all narrative. Okay, let's stick. I mean, it's partially narrative. Let's get to the hard nitty-gritty science. Players coming off of a meniscectomy, i.e. carry on Johnson, see fewer snaps and fewer carries, touches, than their counterparts, their running back counterparts, who have not had a meniscectomy surgery in the last year. All of that rolled into one. Just just has me staying away from Carryon Johnson. It's just weird. I needed to describe it. I understand you can interpret a lot of what he said in a lot of different ways and just account it to his personality or attribute it to his personality, but I'm just out on Carryon Johnson. Uh, it's strange that he's using such a large brace, and then it's even stranger that he's basically conceding to his teammate that he's superior. It's strange. For fantasy football purposes, it just means that I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in him. And sometimes it just comes down to whether you have confidence in a player or not. And I don't have confidence in carry on Johnson. Now, another dude who's been taking the headlines is Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is a dude who sort of came out of nowhere last year. Sort of, I mean, he not sort of, he did help win a lot of people some championships. And he's stayed relatively healthy. He's had a few bumps and bruises along the way, as most running backs do. But he has had, in the past, in 2014, he had what was a either dislocation or fracture of his ankle. Now, we don't know if it's the same one. We don't know if it's the same injury, if it's attributed to it at all from 2014. But he was in a walking boot today. He was in a walking boot 
people were freaking out, very nervous, asking. I had people in the Fantasy Points Discord asking me if they should trade Kenyon Drake. Everybody just calm down. Relax. Kenyon Drake was in a walking boot this time last year. Scott Barrett, who's friends with some people uh, in the NFL, around the NFL, said, take it easy, relax. It's probably nothing serious. Do we know that for sure? No. But, I mean, come on, guys. It's early. Take it easy on Kenyon Drake. To wrap up here, this is what I said about Drake on the Twitter machine at FB and Doc. Follow me over there. Follow me there. K Drake had a dislocation and or ankle fracture in 2014. Boots are an enigma. Sometimes players utilize a boot and end up in cam situation, surgery. Other times they use one and play the following week without restrictions, like DJ Chark. Continue to monitor. Feel free to add me with any updates. So, as of now, can't really say that Kenyon Drake's in any danger of missing week one. Although it does remind us, especially in the era of the Rona, to handcuff. Not just your handcuffs, handcuffs, handcuff other play under managers, players. Take their handcuffs. All right. Moving on. The next person I wanted to talk about is got a few headlines here. Miles Sanders. Honestly, there's nothing to report there. Lower body injury. That's what we know. Week to week. That's what we know. It's a Doug Peterson special. It's what Doug Peterson does. It's what he says all the time. If it were something catastrophic and legitimately concerning, we'd know, we'd know by it by now. We'd know about it by now. Shepter would know about it by now. Adam Kaplan would know about it by now. Somebody would know about what was going on there if it was something serious. This happens all the time. Go to my Twitter, at FBInjuryDoc. I created a long thread of players from 2019 who had you know, injury scares, alleged, alleged injury scares, and they ended up being nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about Miles Sanders. Mike Williams, a little bit different situation. His could be an AC joint sprain, which could end up being two to three weeks for him. An AC joint, all right, touch shoulder. Now touch the tip of your shoulder. Where your collarbone meets your shoulder is your AC joint. That is potentially what's going on there. Or, which would put him in a worse position, or putting him in a worse position would be the glenohumeral joint, which is a joint that Dalvin Cook dislocated last year in 2019. But we haven't heard that yet. If his shoulder hasn't dislocated, um, then it's likely an AC joint. Those are very, very common, common injuries. So, carry on, Drake, Mike, Williams, Miles Sanders, Will Fuller. Here's where I didn't expect to be in August of 2020. Pulling for Will Fuller. So, why? I know you're probably looking at me like I'm nuts. I understand that. But there are several points, several points that I think are important to understand about Will Fuller. Uh, I just published, or not published, but I, I submitted a piece about Will Fuller. Uh, it was, it's going to go up, I think sometime later this week and keep an eye on it. Cause I think this is going to be a free piece. I get excited when I, when stuff goes up for free at fantasypoints.com that are, that, that I write. So I'm excited for that. What you need to know is this is a quote from him. I just need to find someone that's good at what they do so that they can help me figure out my body and everything I can do from the inside out. It's also been reported that Will Fuller gained five pounds of muscle, which is good. This is a good thing. It means that he changed his strength and conditioning regimen. It means that he probably changed something in his diet it means that he did something to change what he was doing because obviously what he was doing was not working for him. One of the major points that I'm considering when taking Will Fuller is this idea that he really is 
probably in better shape. I mean, his Deshaun Watson said he's going to ball out. Bill O'Brien said he looks like he's do, doing really well. I mean, all these reports are that are glowing about Will Fuller. And 2017 was potentially an archetype season for Will Fuller. He didn't have any hamstring injuries, any documented hamstring injuries in 2017. In 2016, you could basically chalk it up to him being a rookie. 2018, okay, he had some, and then he tore his ACL. But was that the cause of the ACL? Maybe. In 2019, he's coming off of an ACL surgery, and a lot of times, surgeons use, to replace the old ACL, a piece of hamstring, a hamstring tendon. Could 2019 hamstring issues be the, be the issues coming from the ACL injury? It's not uncommon. Happened to Dalvin Cook. Another thing to consider is that the groin surgery that he had is no big deal. I mean, in reality, and in the grand scheme of things, that's a very, very successful surgery, like I've said over and over again. So if 2017 was an archetype, and we chalk up hamstring injuries as a rookie to being a rookie because of changes in workload, if we chalk up 2018 to being the season he did have hamstring injuries, um, and we say 2019 was mostly because of the ACL surgery, Is 2017 what Will Fuller can be? Because, I mean, as a second-year player, he only played 10 games because of rib and shoulder injuries that haven't recurred since. But his yards per reception rate was 15.1. He was averaging five targets per game. He had 42 yards per game, receiving yards per game. I mean, his receptions per game was pretty low, but he still had seven touchdowns in 2017. His yards per reception, I think I just already said that, is 15.1. I mean, he was doing pretty damn well. He had 432 scrimmage yards in just 10 games. For reference, 2019, he had 670 yards from scrimmage, and he played he played 11 games. So I guess in 2019, it was actually better. So if he plays a full slate of games, I mean, could this be the year of the Will Fuller? I mean, th- to be honest with you, if you're out on him, I get it. I talk a little bit more about the article that's going to come out at fantasypoints.com. So be on the lookout for that one. I just, I think that it might be time to reconsider Will Fuller. Uh, I'll be the first to tell you that I wasn't recommending him at all. I was out on him. In doing this research, I have changed my thought process a little bit about him. I'm a little bit more comfortable with him, but it just totally depends on your situation. So like I said, make sure you check that out at fantasypoints.com once it is posted. The next thing I wanted to talk about was the mean tweets you guys sent me after I mistakenly. <laughs> uh, let, let's start. Let's start from scratch. For those of you who maybe didn't know, on August sixth, I tweeted in reference to a Raiders Wire tweet. The Raiders Wire tweet said, "Raiders QB Derek Carr says wide receiver Brian Edwards reminds him of Devonte Adams." So, of course, naturally, I quote tweeted. And said, QB who has never thrown an in-game pass to wide receiver from another team in another conference claims his new rookie teammate reminds him of said wide receiver from another conference who he has never thrown a pass to. The other wide receiver, of course, being Devontae Adams, (laughs) who was, did you know, um, was actually teammates at Fresno State. With Derek Carr. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were teammates at Fresno State. I, 
I was unaware. I, I mean, I, I didn't know that. Um, and of course, you get the trolls that came out, and I'm going to read those because I think they were a little funny. The replies in the comments, I mean, <laughs> some of them were pretty harsh. <laughs> but uh, a little bit more about me too here. The reason that I don't Okay, dude, I, sh I should have Googled. Like, let's start there, right? I should have Googled have these guys ever actually played together because I, I, I didn't know that, and I just, that's just on me. I mean, whatever. I have no problem admitting that. I should have just Googled it. Not a big deal. My apologies. The reason that I don't mind the tweet still being there, you can you can find it August 6th. Um, go find that tweet at 9.22 a.m. that I put up. The reason that I don't mind sitting in my, <laughs> in my mess that I made um, – 24 comment retweets and comments, 16, 116 likes. The reason I don't mind sitting in it is because all day I take myself seriously. All day I think about what I can do that's best for the patient that I'm seeing. All day I'm reading research to help my patient get better. I'm learning new techniques. I'm talking to colleagues. I'm, I'm trying to improve myself. And I take myself extremely seriously when I'm at work. Um, it's a different part of my personality and fantasy football is a little more, not a little more. It is ob objectively more laid back for me. So even though I appreciate the people who commented and, and were saying that they appreciated and respected how I was handling it, it, it really isn't a problem to me. I it's, this isn't to say that I don't take my job seriously as an injury analyst. I do. I really do. And I pride myself on putting out good cutting edge, new information that's helpful and actionable for fantasy football players. But guys, it's not anything like the job that I have trying to take care of patients and help them get better. It's nowhere near that seriously. And I would hope that you understand that I don't take it near that, nearly that seriously. I can joke with myself. I can make fun of myself. Trust me, my wife would be the first to tell you I am really probably too hard on myself to a point that it's actually selfish when I maybe choose a suboptimal therapy for one of my patients, um, I'm hard on myself. When I make the mistake that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams went to the same college together and I had no idea, I don't, I don't care, right? It's not, it doesn't affect who I am as a person. It doesn't affect my injury analysis. It doesn't affect um, my injury calls. It's not the same thing, which is why I can take myself seriously. So don't feel bad for me because I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, never really cared that much. But now I want to read you some of the mean tweets because I thought they were funny. The first one that stands out to me, just a very classic by at TaddyMaddy816, who said, the clown emoji, take. It's good. Not very creative, but the next one is Brian Turner, at Brian Turner, 1989. Medical analyst has take before doing two minutes of research. That was pretty good. One person like that. I like that. August 7th. Fantasy polls at Mr. Gavalina said, Carr and Adams played together in college, dummy. <laughs> the word dummy made me laugh, so um, that, that was a good one. That's why I saved that one. Let's see. Sean Collins at Sean underscore or underscore die, August 7th, said, searches all of Derek Carr's previous teammates in Google. They went to Fresno State together, bub. That's the question. What does bub mean? Is that like a condescending term? Is bub a... Isn't that what you call like your little brother? I don't know. Bub is like a weird. And what does it stand for? Is it Bubba? Where did we get Bubba from? Is it because of brother? 
If so, that's a little weird that we're still using that as adults. Oh, I have 69 replies on that tweet, by the way. Nice. Okay, next one. At Merrill 72 said, Fresno State would be the connection. Learn Google. Darth Brady is the name. Screenshot. Two followers. Um, 47 following. Oh, let's look at that. Sean Collins is a little better. He still follows me, luckily. 222 followers. That's good, Sean Collins. Fantasy polls. Mr. Gavelina has 116. Brian Turner, 56. Matt with the clown take. Doesn't follow me either. 69 followers. Nice. Um, okay, moving on. Captain Murica at Captain Murica, Captain with a K and two P's for some reason, Captain has, said, man, and they let you write opinionated? Oh, they let you write slash opinion. Okay, here's literally what it says word for word. Man, and they let you write slash opinionated about sports? No way there was life before the pros question mark with the picture of Devontae Adams at Fresno State. Man, I'm starting to feel like Danny Carter. Just getting owned, maybe, left and right. Here's some of the quote tweets um, that <laughs> were kind of funny. Um, this guy, this person said, at, at Darth, Darth, S-E-J-D-E-R, said, Fresno State teammates, all caps, LOL. Let's see. Ah, here's a funny one. You sound dumb as fuck. At he so dope. Jojo Jones star said, you sound dumb as fuck. Um, so that one was a good one. There was one that I really wanted to talk about, but I lost it. Ah, here it is. Zuko, Danny underscore Zuko, but it's Z-U-K zero. Danny underscore Zuko. How to destroy your credibility and chances of success in an absolutely saturated and competitive field. Danny underscore Zuko owned me. And for the record, he has 104 followers. Not followed anyone. Not followed by anyone you're following. Keeper of sci-fi lore. Star Wars expert and enthusiast. Occasionally cash in DFS. Thank you, Zuko for uh, continuing to hammer home that I have ruined my credibility. I appreciate that. Um, the last one here is by at Toshin Yuramishi, who said, enjoy the ratio. I don't know if I got ratioed though. Um, let me see here. How many? So it was 69 nice replies, 24 retweets, 116 likes. So, Anyway, that was my that was my tweet. I'll put it in the show notes so you guys can go see it yourself. Again, this was funny. I mean, my wife and I were laughing at some of the replies. One of them, she said to one of them, like, "Geez, that person's kind of mean." Um, John from Four for Four had a really funny response. Somebody called me a jackass. I couldn't find that one. Um, somebody called me a jackass. He said, "That's Doctor Jackass to you." That was the, the cherry on top for me. That was really funny. So, again, I don't take myself too seriously. It was a minor oversight. I didn't look into the fact that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were teammates in college. I promise I'll do better. I'm sorry. All my energy is focused on actually giving injury analysis. I was trying to make a funny joke, and it obviously backfired on me. So, to all of those of you out there still listening and and following me on Twitter and and understanding my sense of humor and understanding where I come from, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. I'm glad that you didn't cancel me. 
Um, by the way, the very next day there was something that went on with somebody over at Fantasy Pro, so it kind of got overshadowed. So that's it. Follow me on Twitter at FBInjury.com. Go look at all my stuff at FantasyPoints.com. That's it for me. Peace out.